0: and welcome back to the yes functional longevity podcast we give you insight on how to get fit feel younger and live better i am chris borda best-selling author and owner of yes fitness and i first want to thank you for taking time from your busy day from your schedule to listen to what i have to say i think today's message is super important that many of us if not most of us think about during the aging process so We don't have any housekeeping before we get started. Hope everyone had a nice holiday weekend. Well, let's go. Let's get started. So today, beware, poor health is causing you to lose valuable cognitive health. So I want to talk to you about is some cognitive changes as we age. And this topic just came about recently. I had a few people come in the door. They were worried about uh, dementia. I had a woman yesterday whose both parents have dementia. And it's certainly something that she is very concerned about. And hopefully she's listening today. If not, I might email her a copy to let her know that exercise is probably one of the most important things, as you might imagine, because that is why I might be talking about it. So let's start off here. Some of the cognitive changes as we age. Now although there was a common belief that senility and dementia are normal aspects of aging, actually research shows that age-related cognitive decline is attributed more to secondary effects of lifestyle, specifically health and fitness levels, rather than the primary effects of the aging process. It's again about lifestyle, about many other things in the process of aging, how lifestyle can affect it. So notice, there is like a common theme in the aging process that I try to bring about most weeks when I talk here. Lifestyle has a major effect on how we age. We determine how we age. It's our decisions how we age. So the cognitive decline can start as early as age 45. Yeah, as early as age 45. And there are numerous characteristics of cognition such as processing speed, uh, memory uh, abilities, uh, attentional processes, and executive functioning. These are all things that are part of the cognitive function that can decline as we age. And they will eventually decline as we age, but we can slow that, that decline. Each may be more or less affected by the aging process and the lifestyle factors. Evidence indicates that diseases such as cerebrovascular disease, cardiovascular disease, and diabetes can all impair neurophysiological functioning. So disease has something to do with it. We'll just think back about some things that we've talked about before. Exercise, nutrition, lifestyle are factors in those diseases. They can also be prevented with proper lifestyle This link is so strong that experts have said that the heart equals brain health. So your heart health will equal your brain health. Keeping your heart healthy will keep your brain healthy. Even hypertension, a risk factor for cardiovascular disease, has been linked very strongly to cognition. There's evidence that hypertension can slow sensory motor speed and perceptual processing speed. Gate speed, grip strength, dual task ability, and lower extremity strength have all been correlated to cognitive functioning. And therefore, is it important to have a comprehensive exercise program if the goal is to optimally slow the cognitive decline? If one of your goals is to slow the decline of your cognitive functioning, you need to have very specific things in your exercise program. So we know routinely physical activity is associated with a reduced risk of dementia and cognitive decline in old adults. With the reversing being true, if you decrease physical mobility, if you decrease physical activity, there's also a link to cognitive decline. So there's a link between physical activity and a reduced risk. And, you know, if you're not moving, you're going to increase your risk for cognitive decline. Now, although the research is still being studied, it looks that even a single, one single bout of exercise can improve certain types of memory, attention, and reaction time for a short period. Now, like anything else, you can't do it just once. you got to be repetitive with it. You snooze, you lose. But maybe, maybe even just one bout of exercise is going to affect your cognitive decline. What type of physical activity are you talking about? that's the bottom line. What do we need to do? So research shows that long-term participation in both aerobic and resistance training programs lead to improvements in cognitive function, especially when combined. They term this a multimodal. We do both cardiovascular training and resistance training. It's considered or termed multi multi. I can't know I can't say multi today, multi-modal training programs, meaning two modes of exercise. Programs that utilize cognitive challenges in combination with aerobic exercise can lead to even larger improvements, ideally, when it's combined with a multimodal training program. So you don't want to just do cardio and you don't want to just do strength. You need to do both. You need to do both of those. The positive effects of regular exercise appear to be largest for tasks that are more complex and which require more executive control, such as those found in coordination and skill-based exercises. For example, in our group exercise program this month, we put some cognitive-based, skill-based exercises in the program along with all the other things that we do in our program to make sure that we're addressing this cognitive decline because we train mostly people 40 plus and we're concerned with their cognitive decline. Now, while moderate intensity exercise conducted over a long period of time appears to be more effective than short-term programs, you need to have both low and high intensity forms of exercise. Both have been found to have their unique impact impacts on cognition so we want to do something a little bit different we need to do a little high intensity a little low intensity one of the keys is to make sure that we're doing it for a long time an ideal exercise program requires a variety of low moderate and high intensity modalities as well as exercise types you don't want to do the same thing over and over again strength training is a mindful activity because we change the programs once a month you need to pay attention to what you're doing. So cognitive training, like any other aspect of training requires a plan, a plan with variety to produce a stimulus for specific adaptations. That's really what training is. That's really what exercise is always about that we wanna create or put a stimulus to get a specific adaptation for the results that we're looking for. Same thing occurs with our cognitive development. This type of program is likely to slow the cognitive decline more than a single, mod- single modality, for example, just doing cardio, or a short-term program like you just do it once and stop. It needs to be long-term. Similar to all successful programs, it will be different for different populations, with because all different co- all in the populations have different cognitive and neurological issues, and they all need to be screened before you design the program to make it specific to that person's issues. So the general public coming in our door, 40, 50, 50, 60 years old, who may not notice this at all yet, the things that we do are going to slow that cognitive decline. But if we can assess and know note some real cognitive decline in neurological issues, We need to put some specific things to that person in their program. Again, like everything else, it needs to be specific to that person because everyone is different. Okay, so normal aging isn't normally well understood by the general public. Just as the body ages, so does the brain. So generally speaking, structurally and functional aspects of the brain decline with age. And the inclusion of cognit- cognition further highlights this phenomenon. Some aspects of cognit- cognition decline norm- normally with age, such as like, perceptual processing speed or short-term uh, memory abilities, uh, depending upon age-related be- least certain individuals may believe the more accelerated cognitive decline is normal when in actuality, it may represent early stages of dementia, such as Alzheimer's disease. So you might think it's normal what's happening to you, but it's not, it, it may not be normal. It may be some early signs and a study by the Alzheimer's association that included 12 countries found that 59, Percent of people worldwide incorrectly believe that Alzheimer's disease is a typical part of aging. 59% think it's typical. It's not a typical part of aging. And 40% incorrectly believe that it's not fatal. So their data also showed, and this was by the Alzheimer's organization, globally. okay, their data also showed that Alzheimer's disease is the second most feared condition, okay? So there are several changes. Let's go over some of the changes that normally occur in the brain with the aging, okay? So normal aging, the size and the function of the neurons decline with age. What are neurons? Neurons or nerve cells are the fundamental units of the brain in the nervous system. The, cell, the cells responsible for receiving Sensory input from the external world, sending motor commands to our muscles. And then transforming and relaying the electrical signals to every step in between. So neurons are responsible for carrying information throughout the human body. Using electrical and chemical signals, they help coordinate all of the necessary functions of life. So we're going to lose a little of this in life, okay? The size and the function of the neurons can de- decrease with age. Neurons may die off or lose function via a uh, reduction in myelin, the sheath surrounding neurons, created by oligodendrocytes. I'm not sure I pronounced that correctly. Either way, or not, they increase signal speed. The regions of the brain related to memory, such as the hippocampus, begin to shrink with age, making it harder to form new memories the brain changes in volume and brain weight. This can be due to neuron numbers, cordial thickness changes, and a decrease in blood flow. So by age 80, the healthy brain is 5% lighter than a brain in the middle of adulthood. And the frontal lobes atrophy, leading eventually to decreased executive functioning. And finally, the brain's ability to change in response to experiences most available early in life. As age increases, the ability of the brain to change in response to experience decreases. And the amount of effort required to make these changes increases with time. So in a second here, I'm going to put up a chart to demonstrate some of the mechanics that occur with normal cognitive versus those occur with Alzheimer's the most common subtype of alzheimer's so let's put this right up here so we can see on the left normal cognitive aging you have some neural decline whereas in alzheimer's you have a loss of neural neurons extensively normal cognitive decline we have some variable changes in ion cognition whereas in alzheimer's we have severe and progressive decline Normal cognitive aging, some neurodegeneration occurs, whereas in Alzheimer's, we see some severe and chronic neurodegeneration. Normal aging, we have general slowing of daily activities, whereas in Alzheimer's, it's worsened activities of daily living. Losing things from time to time is normal cognitive decline, but misplacing things with little recall is a real sign of Alzheimer's. Occasional word-finding issues, normal, whereas difficulty holding on a conversation is Alzheimer's disease. And finally, missing a monthly bill is normal cognitive aging, whereas inability to manage your budget is part of the Alzheimer's family, okay? So we can see that there's a huge difference in distinguishing between these two functions. So due to the global aging phenomenon, the age or the rate of dementia is increasing. In the U.S., approximately 18% of the older adults have dementia. This is according to the World Alzheimer's Association. There is a new case of Alzheimer's, or pardon me, there's a new case of dementia somewhere in the world every four seconds. And the number of people with dementia is expected to increase to 76 million by the year 2030 and 135 million by the year 2050, which is a 300% increase from 2013. Okay. where was only at 44 million. So 2013, we had 44 million people. Okay. And by the year 2050. They're estimating $135 A huge increase. What's going on? Does something have to do with the lifestyle, the sedentary lifestyle that we've put ourselves into now because we've made this life so easy? We don't have to get out of the car to open the garage door. We don't have to get out of the chair to change the channel. The machine does the dishes for us. The machine does our laundry. We drive from here to there. I mean, there's all these things, all these things, what we call neat non-exercise activity thermogenesis are not happening We're just sitting. And if you took a list at the list of the 10 countries with the highest death rates from dementia, this is according to the worldatlas.com, you will see Finland is number one and the USA is number two. USA is number two. Out of the list of 10 countries with the highest death rate from dementia. Even more, 22% of US adults over the age of 70 have mild cognitive impairment or have preclinical declines of cognitive function. I'm going to move on to my next graph here for you, okay? And in, in this graph, what you'll see is the continuation of cognition. Okay. The green and the light blue arrows refer to individuals that are experiencing normal cognitive changes as they get older, while the dark blue and the red arrows refer to individuals that have pronounced changes in cognition with which indicate a disease process such as dementia. You can see how as the, the the first few lines, those green lines and the blue line, yeah, it goes down a little bit mild, but you don't really ever get to that point where you have some really severe cognitive changes. And then there's a drop-off with that dark blue and the red. Well, let me just get off this screen for a second. so age affects everyone but not in the same ways or to the same degree leading to huge variations in health and physical abilities of older adults everyone is different even those that are the same age are different everyone is different this makes chronological age a crude age outdated and poor indicator of a person's physical abilities how well or how poorly an individual ages primarily due to the lifestyle choices that they make every single day i'll say that again how well or how poorly an individual ages is primarily due to their lifestyle choices the choices they make every single day the lifestyle has more of an impact on their health, their longevity, and the quality of life than genetics or biological aging. How active or inactive you are, what you eat and what you decide not to eat, whether you smoke or don't smoke, if you drink alcohol, how much alcohol you drink, maybe you don't drink any alcohol, what kind of sleep do you get, what kind of activity you do? These are all important factors that impact the aging process. And however, other factors can make a huge difference in how long we live. So, think about this. Let's just recap this for you, okay? Cognitive decline can start as early as age 45. You may not notice it at 45, but it could be starting at 45 if you sit based on your lifestyle. Our lifestyle has more of an impact on your health, your longevity, and the quality of life than genetics or biological aging. If we're concerned with your cognitive decline, you want to participate in a long-term, multi multimodal exercise program that includes tasks that are more complex and which require cognitive, which pardon me, require executive control, such as those found in coordination and skill-based exercise. So just think about those things, okay? Now, I'm going to give a little bit more information just about dementia, okay? Because some people think about this sometimes, okay? If you have a first-degree relative with Alzheimer's disease, maybe father, mother, sibling, your risk of developing the illness is about two to three times higher than anyone else your age who doesn't have a family member with the illness. So a person's chance of having the disease may be higher if he or she has certain genes passed down from their parents. However, having a parent with Alzheimer's doesn't always mean that someone will develop it. While age is a primary risk factor for cognitive impairment, other factors include family history, education level, brain injury, exposure to pesticides or toxins, physical inactivity, chronic conditions such as Parkinson's disease, heart disease, stroke, diabetes, and other diseases like that. So it's it's not a death wish if a parent or a sibling has Alzheimer's. And if it is running in your family, you have some control. You can do some things to slow the cognitive decline in your body, even if it doesn't run in your family. You have control over that. Just like all the other areas of our, our body we have control over, this is another one of them. So get some exercising. Make sure it's multimodal. So make sure we're doing some strength training along with cardiovascular training, not just one or the other. And let's make sure that we're doing some executive function tasks, okay, so the brain has to think. If you do the same thing over and over again and the brain doesn't have to think, it's not going to get better. Like anything else, you need to challenge it a little bit. Not too challenging, you, but needs to be challenged for it to get better. So I hope this information today was helpful for you. Again, I appreciate you listening to what I have to say. It's very scary when you see an elderly person um, who can't or a loved one who can't remember who you are, doesn't remember where they're at or anything like that. It's just heartbreaking. Um, I know I never want my children to see me in that condition, so I do what I can to make sure it doesn't happen. My wife, whose grandmother reached that state in her 90s. Um, she exercises, she lifts weights, she does some cardiovascular work. Because, again, she doesn't want any of her children to see her in that state. She wants to always be able to remember her children and her family members. So that can really hit home if, if you've experienced that. It's, it's just very scary and it's a sad situation. So that's what I have for you today. I hope it was helpful. Again, thank you for watching. And I want to make sure everybody has a great evening. And you can look for me again next Tuesday with more information on how to get fit, feel younger, and live better. Thanks for watching.